All right. Hey, welcome back to the Gopher CEO channel, everyone. Thanks so much for coming by again. And uh, go ahead and hit that like button when you start hearing the incredible interview we're about to have. Jaden from Prestige Accounting Solutions is in the house, even though I took him off of Clubhouse to get into the house here. So excited to have this gentleman. You know, I heard him speak a few times. I had a chance to kind of back channel and have a conversation and say, hey, I'd love to have you on the Go for CEO channel. And then he was in Chicago and I was in Georgia and we crossed each other by plane. We started messaging each other, say, hey, let's do this and get on the Go for CEO channel. So thanks so much, Jane, for stopping by the Go for CEO community. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome, my man. Well, hey, Prestige Accounting Solutions. Uh, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, right? Uh, top level uh, you know, you know, the best of the best. And when you talk about prestige, what a great name and then accounting solutions, what everybody really needs. And you do it around the country, which is pretty fantastic. All 50 States, you know, Jaden has an incredible business going on. So we're going to learn a little bit about it today. So stay, stay in tune with us here. Let's go, let's roll it, you know, take it away for you. Uh, we usually like to have our guests just kind of share, you know, that beginning idea, the thing that kind of sparked prestige accounting solutions for you, how you got started, and then we'll go deeper from there. So take it away. Absolutely. So for a majority of my life, I actually didn't think that I would be an entrepreneur. Um, I had many different accounting jobs. Um, and then when I started working at a small CPA firm, um, that is when I finally felt like I was challenged in the workplace. And so that kept me there for four years. Um, and I remember my first year, clients would say, man, I can't wait till you start your own firm. And I thought to myself, now, why would these people say that to me? Like, I don't want all the risk that comes with being an entrepreneur, the insurance, hiring people, all of that. Um, but then over time, I, when I had time to reflect, I saw why they would say that because my thought process was very different than my other coworkers. I always thought from a holistic standpoint <clears throat> when serving our clients, not just getting the tax return done or preparing their financials, but what other needs do they, do they have that we can help them solve? Let's talk about, let's figure out a way to not only minimize your tax liability, but also increase profitability. What can you do? Who can I introduce you to so that you can make more money? And so those principles and moral, that moral compass has also came over with me into my new firm, Prestige Accounting Solutions. But the deciding factor for me was when I actually became a CPA. Going through that process was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. It was mentally, physically, spiritually, very tiring on me. And it really, I felt like my brain expanded. I felt like my brain was a muscle and I was training for the Olympics going through that process. I passed all four on the first try, which is very rare, um, but that was because I was so dedicated and the information, I'm a high performer and high performers thrive in environments where they're learning more. You know, so I realized during that experience, wow, there are so many ways I could serve my clients that I do not have the capacity to do so in this job, nor any other job in the market right now. So the thought was, hey, if you want to if you want business to be done differently, if you want business done your way, you have to start your own business. So I respectfully um, gave a four week notice and mm -hmm. um 
and started Prestige with literally no clients, no startup capital, just the funding that I had in my bank account to, to, to get it started. Wow. Hey, you know, that's called going all in, kind of pushing all the chips to the table, right? So fantastic, you know, and, and those are the stories, right? That you start to hear some people do it maybe uh, on the side, building it up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, you know, you hear the, the great story that you just shared about clients, you know, telling you, hey, I, I'm behind you, man, if you ever leave, I'm with you, <laughs> right? Those types of things, which is encouraging, I'm sure. Um, so did you start uh, just to kind of give maybe a little framework was it, uh, you know, because accounting has busy seasons, uh, typically in that tax season, January to April, uh, and then the, um, you know, the, the October times because of their extensions and all those types of things. So was there a, a specific strategy to when you started or you just kind of were so tired of it that you had that muscle and you grew and you knew that you wanted to go and pursue it? Uh, anything to that offhand? I physically could not continue at that job anymore. I had been suffering from migraines for about seven to eight months at that point. Wow. Um, and I only would get a migraine as soon as I pulled into the parking lot of the job. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. I would sometimes I would have to leave at like five or six o'clock. And as soon as I would get on the road, I wouldn't be tired anymore. The headache would be gone. So that is how I knew that that environment just was not the best. I like to call it a high performing environment. Um, I'm one who loves and rants about the E-Myth and that is something that they talk about in the book, creating a high performing environment for your team. Um, so I started in August of 2019 and I've been busy ever since. We've never been slow. My firm specializes in tax planning, which is actually a year round process. So we are, every quarter we have to readjust the tax estimates for our clients. Every month we're doing bookkeeping for our clients. So at my largest, I've only been in business for two years. Now we're in year three, but at the largest, I had a team of 12. So that just goes to show I grew very rapidly. I don't know any other CPA firm that grew that fast. Um, so during the pandemic, I made it very clear who I served and how I served them. And that is how I've just been able to grow the firm uh, so quickly. Um, and, and really making sure that I, I make it clear my differentiating factors. We're not your um, churn and burn, as they call it, type of CPA firm, where we do your tax return and we talk to you next year. We're talking to our clients throughout the year. See, I love that too. That's, that's actually a really special way of doing it. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, of course, CPAs get that uh, prestige, no pun intended, right? Um, to being the fiduciary, right? Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, go for CEO community. You know, when, you, when you're with the right CPA, with the right firm, like Prestige Accounting Solutions, I mean, you get fiduciary, which really means that they are doing in the best interest of you, right? And doing the things right. But it's also neat to hear a firm that you put together in your mind and in physical reality that really serviced them to plan for the future. A lot, of, a lot of accounting is about what had happened and we put it on paper, but you're planning for them and working with them. So I love that. I'm in the business capital side and it's always interesting to forecast what kind of monies you're going to need six months from now. You know, are you buying equipment? Are you moving? You know, are you looking to acquire another company? Those sort of things. So Awesome. Awesome stuff. So let's go back to, you know, these, the beginning parts, right? Um, now you 
were getting your CPA license while at the other firm, correct? Correct. Yes. Okay. I had um, the 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 firm I was at had some changeover with ownership, and the original owner had just put an enormous amount of pressure for me to become a CPA, and I just didn't understand why he was putting so much pressure on me, but not everyone else. But then I saw, okay, I see. The reason why is because he saw the potential in me. So yes, I was um, pursuing the CPA while working at the at that firm. They actually helped pay for um, some of the prep materials and some of the tests, the testing. But I couldn't get the full reimbursement because at the end of it, I quit. So I I, I could have stayed, but I felt like I'm not going to stay just for reimbursement. That's not. That's not a good enough. Um, that's not a good enough reason for me to stay. And it, it, and morally, it just wouldn't be right. No, no, not worth the migraines either, right? So exactly. Uh, what a crazy story. That's it's so weird that you know, or interesting that your body and your mind just sensed that that kind of gravitational pull, right, to even create uh, some sort of you know discomfort inside of you. So really interesting stuff. So take us through the the just the channeling of the sequence, right? So you have this idea, you finally get CPA, you know, uh, accredited uh, and, and get that license. What are the first 90 days like? What did you do? Uh, we could either go marketing, you could, you know, set up your office at home, or did you get a leasing opportunity? What were you, what were you doing in those first 90 days so that we could really teach people what it took to kind of get that ball rolling? And I know that you never really lacked for clients, but Teach us a little bit about what was in your mind and what, what the process was that you went through at the beginning. Absolutely. So I want to say this, there are, there's work to do before you actually start a business. A lot of people don't realize that. They start a business and then they do the pre-work. Wrong answer. Um, I had actually my best friend who stayed in town with me before taking my last CPA exam, there was a, a verbal altercation that I was a victim of at the workplace and my best friend happened to be at my at my place that weekend and you know she I came home she said how was your day and I just broke down like I had never I had just been bottling up so much emotion that they all came out that day so mm -hmm. it was during that moment I said this is this is not okay for my mental health and I will have to take steps to to let, let's start planning the extra strategy you know I'm all about planning right so at that point, we started talking about names. We, uh, we turned my dining room into an office. We started looking at uh, talking about logos. Um, and then I actually enrolled in a coaching program. It was a six week self paced. It was a course, really. It wasn't a coaching program. It was a course to help you um, figure out how to start your own firm, right? Mm -hmm. So I went through that course, but I'm an accelerated type of person. So I actually finished the course within three weeks. And so that kind of provided me the foundational piece. So then upon launching, I actually, my first client was a CFO client. So upon launching, I already had my tech stack, uh, my business email, and all of the foundational pieces to get this business started. And so my first client was like an outsourced CFO client. And at first it was great. The money was good, but I realized that hours that I'm putting into this limits me from doing business development. 
I'm working over 32 hours a week on this client and this is not working. So before you knew it, my, my workload started to decrease with that client and that gave me more time to do business development. And then I developed a plan for, uh, for every amount of monthly revenue, I would hire another person. So a few months in, I hired a bookkeeper to assist me with a lot of the work. And then I, I, I've always been one with good and good with sales and good with education. So I will go to the various different networking events where my ideal client avatar would be to generate more business and, and build my team at the same time. I love it. You were in recruitment and sales mode, right? Business development. And what a, what a, what a sound advice, right? Uh, is making sure that you have some things really kind of lined up to launch in the right, correct manner. So, so let's go a little bit deeper on that, uh, on that recruitment and, and sales side, you know, um, you know, we mix it in with a little bit of marketing, we kind of salt it over, right? Uh, you know, so what was that like? So when you were, you know, just getting started, and now attending these events, in your own capacity of, of uh, being the owner, what were some of the things that you did? Was it from business card uh, deployment to collecting data to then did you have maybe um, discovery calls? What were some of the, the ways that you went about um, acquiring the clients? So yes, I had business cards. At the time, I didn't, I had a website, but I didn't have like lead magnets. Um, I, I was building my email list via just people that would come to the website and would subscribe. So it was moving a little slow in the beginning. Um, but, and, and as far as client acquisition was concerned in the beginning, I did do free, uh, free discovery calls. Mm. And if I remember correctly, I don't even think. I think, oh man, it was so bad. Let me tell you, I would just, um, I think I, it was just a matter of like, you know, oh, you want to call? Okay, cool. When are you available? And put it on a calendar. Now I have a pre-qualification survey to verify that you're a good lead. Um, so I got frustrated early on because I, I talked to a lot of people that just did not value a CPA. Like it's crazy to me that people spend so much money on marketing and get nothing from it, but you know, $500 was a lot per month or more than $3,000 a year for accounting and taxes. No way, can't do that. Um, so boy, have times changed because at this point, um, my, lowest, my lowest annual package is $15,000. So wow. back then it was like, anybody got a business? you need accounting and taxes, come talk to me. But now, no, I'm in high demand, so I can't just take everybody. So uh -huh. if I could go back and change, I definitely would have had, I would have created an easy lead magnet. Um, I would have, I would have had some type of survey that they had to complete before booking a call. Those are the changes I would have made if I could go back in time. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's putting a system together, right? And uh, we all drive business through really building a system or else it just becomes, you know, shoot here, shoot there, shoot here and see what works, right? Uh, right. So really awesome that you really developed that mindset already to create the system, the lead generation and, and start to be able to kind of force, you know, uh, you know, grow that out. So, 
So here, so we're, we're, we're starting to get that first client. That's that big client that you talked about that was kind of dominating some of your time. Structurally, you said that you had put a plan together to get this bookkeeper because you knew the revenue that was coming in. So tell us a little bit about that since now you're in that first 90 days, you're rediscovering, all right, hey, I don't want to waste my time. I am kind of spending this time, but I do have this big client. I'm trying to you know, maneuver my way from having someone come on board with me take a little bit of that pressure off. And I do what I do best, which is recruit and, uh, and business development. So what were some of the structural things that you started to think about in that sense? Um, communication for um, how to communicate with my team. So we started with just like email, phone calls, but then that started to transition into um, Microsoft Teams. And um, also, um, I've hired a lot of people at this point. I've probably, sometimes I joke around and I say I fire more people than I find. <laughs> <laughs> but it was because my problem was I'm hiring people based off of their potential, not what they were actually ready to do. Because I felt like in my previous experience, I was hired off of my potential. I was I was given a task. I was you know pushed to 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 go to the next level, and I excelled in that environment. But not everybody excels in that type of environment. Some people, if they just don't have it today, they will never have it. So um, definitely systems as far as um, uh, team communication, but also project management. At first, when you only have a couple of clients, it's easy to keep up with the projects. But then, you know, before you knew it, tax season rolled around and more clients started to come in. So we needed to incorporate a more robust um, project management system. So my um, project management system, I, I'm one who I will spend a pretty penny on software. Project mm -hmm. management system, 4,000. Tax preparation system, 3,000. Tax planning software, 14,000. Mm -hmm. So we, I definitely invest in my business so that we can give the best quality to our clients. So I love that. I love that you talked about tools within your business and really starting to kind of play the right game by having the right tools, the right bat to hit that ball, that type of thing, you know, so help us understand, um, you know, you did talk about, you kind of bootstrap this thing at the beginning. So I'd love to go from you know, the, the levels that we've talked about now, now funding wise, you know, being an accounting guy, right. Uh, you knew money that doesn't just grow on trees. You can't just take it out. So was there an element of investors, uh, maybe bank uh, lending opportunities? How did you structure that side so that you can grow with some of these, or did you get clients, get enough revenue and then allocate towards those purchases? Completely self-funded. Um, mm -hmm. No bank would lend to a brand new business. And, you know, as soon as you tell them you're not working anymore, then they're looking at, oh, okay, well, then that W-2 on your tax return is actually null and void. We need two years of, of business uh, financials and, and, and tax returns to lend to you. In addition to that, a accounting firm is a high risk, supposedly one lender told me uh, an accounting firm is a high risk um, industry, which is so weird to me because what accounting <laughs> you know <laughs> how is that high risk it's impossible to not make money in accounting so um what i had to do was be very strategic with not overspending and making sure that um making sure that i if if there were 
if there was an option to do a payment plan with a vendor, then I did that payment plan, but strategically plan my expenses based off of my revenue. If I can't afford it, then I just can't have it right now. Um, and so what I had to do was get enough clients so that I had a surplus. You know, let's say your monthly expenses is $5,000, right? I had to get enough clients to ensure that that baseline would be covered plus more to continue advancing my business. And so things that did not, I had a marketing company, I had quite a few different marketing companies that I've worked with, um, none of which understood me. I'm not a cookie cutter accountant. Don't post pictures of calculators and think that's gonna convert clients for me because it's not, don't post pictures of a folder and say the tax deadline is 415 and think that's gonna convert clients for me because it's not. So I had to, so I cut the marketing company. They weren't doing, they weren't doing it for me. Mm -hmm. I had to learn on my own personal branding, business branding and effective marketing and then hire a VA at a fraction of the price that the marketing company was charging me and get way more value for what I was paying out. So making sure that um, that this business is still profitable, but um, still able to uh, to be able to be funded without using any type of investors or lenders was very important for me. So I love it. I mean, right there, you talked about uh, you know working in your business and working on your business. You actually really transitioned a vendor that you initially thought, hey, there's some value there. You saw their work and then you mastermind while working in it to say, okay, how do I get on it again? Which is getting a VA and getting the ideas that you had by this cheaper solution and faster, it sounds like, to be able to get to the marketplace and do what you really wanted to do. What, a, what an awesome transition, man. Kudos to you. And, and look, you know, you're really getting into your third year of business. Uh, pretty amazing. I mean, the first five to 10 years, we all say, right, it, it's, it's not easy. Uh, you really got to put in that sweat equity. So what kind of uh, time frames were you working? Uh, what kind of hours, if you'd like to, if you don't mind sharing just kind of the hours that you were putting in, just to kind of get that mindset of that go for CEO, like you're now a CEO of your own business. What are you doing in that framework? So in the beginning, I worked the traditional nine to five in the business. And then I would do about three hours on the business after at home. And, and then I would do a few hours on Saturdays. Um, then that started to transition, I would say during the pandemic, that started to transition to me um, working maybe, maybe about 10 hour days and maybe, um, maybe about 50-50 on and in the business because I was growing my team at that point. Um, but then business blew up near the end of December. And I'll tell you, at this point, I was working a lot of 12-hour days. I did suffer from burnout between December and December 2020 and January 2021. I worked 80 hours a week for three weeks out the month. And majority of that was because the government literally changed the tax laws so many different times with these COVID bills. So that was something that a lot of accounting firms were, we were not prepared for that. We could barely keep up with it, you know? So from there, and, and, and it's crazy because even at that time I had a team of 12. 
So I'm suffering from burnout and I still have all of these people. It was, it was just too much. It was a lot. So coming into the new year, I made some changes. I've really sat down, reassessed my organizational chart. I had to uplift some people into leadership and understand I don't need to be the VP of marketing, the accounting manager, the CEO and the CFO. I need to offboard some of these roles. And so as I started to offboard some of those, those C-suite roles, um, I started to have more work-life balance. And so now I work maybe about a 45 hour work week and it's about half and half, still half and half between um, on the business and in the business. And if I work overtime, it's only because I want to. Like if I'm tired, I would, I, I'm known for taking a nap in the middle of the day. At this point, <laughs> my day, my day starts at five, either five or 5.30 in the morning. And I, at by two o'clock, it's time for me to take a nap and get back going at four. I love it. Hey, you know what? You, you've started to learn the, the rhythm of how you do business. Uh, and by the way, uh, let's check out Go For CEO channel. Look at that hat that he's wearing, man. That's, that's a beautiful, is it, a, what is that? A, is that a fedora? I, I, what yep. kind of hat is it? See, this, I, this actually started during quarantine where I could not go to the barber shop for, you know, after two weeks, it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look tight anymore. Yeah. You know, then week four, I'm like, you know, let's just cover it up. Right. And then it just stuck with me. Like I just started to get compliments. So now I have like maybe 10 hats. I have one in almost every color. So, oh, um, man. Just, yeah. And now I'm bald. I don't have any hair. So it's not anything that, that I need, but it's just a part of my style. No, hey, man, that, that's part of your branding, too. They know that when you walk in, oh, hey, that's Prestige Accounting Solutions. My, my man, Jaden, right? So it's a pretty cool thing, uh, you know, and, and you chose the right hat, right? Uh, you just gave a, a little teeny mini masterclass on, on just knowing that hey, you're going to go through those burnouts, ladies and gentlemen. You, you, you know, when you start a business and that commitment to be there 12, 18 hour days working in and out uh, or on the, the business, um, you know, but, but Jaden figured out a formula. And, and so that I think transitions very well into recruiting, right? Uh, because from what I gathered, your beginning positions, uh, you never really had a, like a leadership role. You were a leader, but you never had a leadership role. Is that correct? Right. I decided in my hiring strategy to hire from the bottom up. So instead of hiring the managers first and then going down, hiring the entry level roles and then going up. Entry level roles are easy to hire for. Um, but a lot of people have been in those roles for years because they have no motivation to go any higher. So, and a lot of people in the accounting world, we, we are an industry where there are way more jobs than there are candidates. Mm. So the uh, hiring for a, a manager or a, a, a leadership role in an accounting firm can be rather difficult for a firm that doesn't have a lot of money to waste. So, you know, a lot of the big firms will pay these people 60,000 straight out of college with barely any experience. For me, that doesn't make financial sense. You know, I, if I'm gonna pay someone, whatever I pay someone, if I pay someone $60,000, then they need to be able to be responsible for $180,000 in revenue. And you were thinking so, exactly, I was thinking three, a multiple of three, man, that's so awesome. Exactly. And a lot of these people don't think like that. Yeah. But when I was in accounting, my boss actually sat me down and that was how, that was one of the things that we were um, evaluated on was the revenue that we were responsible for. I was the top revenue generating accountant 
at my firm before leaving, I knew that I had generated over $300,000 for that firm as a staff accountant. So if I could do that as a staff accountant, then as a CEO, where are we going to go? So next, 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 uh, next year, the goal is a million dollars in revenue. And based off of the projections, we'll reach that. I love it, man. Seven figure business, man. You're starting to really, really get that momentum going. So look, you know, I've really enjoyed talking through the process of what you talked about, right. And, and the ideation of what you thought you got in the industry, you, you worked your butt off. You said, you're one of very, very minimal percentage of people that hit that test, all four of them, first time, right? Uh, and, and you had that integrity even inside you of like, hey, even though the company where I was at uh, was going to pay for it, you're like, I just couldn't deal with it anymore. You know, you, you walked us through that, that side of things uh, and marketing and then some of the structural things and then the burnout. So let's also just tweak a little bit of the recruiting. Now that you had uh, already had that first bookkeeper, and you started to grow the team to even as high as 12 people. Um, you started with the bottom first, which is awesome. Was there any structural thing that you, that you, I guess, um, you know, check-in points, uh, KPIs that you were measuring, those types of things that you would share with the audience? Absolutely. So every Monday, I actually get a time report that shows where everyone logged their time in for the previous week. And that gives me an idea on how, like where, where the spread is, and what clients are taking more time than others and where we may, may need to reassess the, uh, the pricing strategy that we have. Um, in addition to that, I look at my P&L to verify that the um, salaries and expenses, the salary and wage expense um, is within a tolerable threshold. So. 40 being the maximum and the idea. So between 20 and 33% is, is, is realistic. Um, but that, that would be another KPI. Um, so we're looking at time entered, but also the actual dollar expense. I love it. Look, uh, there's so many things that, uh, you know, we can go through and, uh, you know, on the go for CEO channel, one of our goals is that every six to 12 months, we want to bring on back people like Jaden from prestige accounting solutions, the CEO, right? We want to talk to him again. We want to find out, man, in this third year, where are you going? How's it going? All those types of things. So give us a little glimpse of what this next, you know, six to 12 months looks like for you. And then when we get back, we'll get, have you back on the channel, we want to tune in on those and hopefully have start a tribe kind of coming uh, and seeking out like what is what is Jaden going to talk about this time on the interview so tell give us a little glimpse about what's going to go on the next six to 12 months and then we'll go through our CEO process at the end here absolutely so I'm excited because um, within this next year so starting in January um, our platinum package will include a will include a year-long coaching program so I'll be bringing in guest coaches um, actually, after reading the E-Myth and various other books on business development and building a business, it really changed my mindset on how businesses can grow and scale. So um, also being a profit first professional, it, it really makes me think, okay, there are so many other things that my clients need to do in order for me to cash in on that promise of increasing their profits at least 25% and decreasing their tax liability from 15 to $75,000. So I'll have in my platinum package, I'll have a marketing coach, 
I'll have a productivity coach. I'll have an IT coach and I'll be coaching as well from an accounting and profitability standpoint. And so that's the big thing that I'm excited to start pushing in the fourth quarter for the new year. Um, I have over the years been redefining what my ideal client avatar is and what industry we serve. So early on, and I think that's a mistake that new business owners make a lot of times, they wanna serve everybody, right? And so I, I had like five different markets that I, that I served when I started my firm, but now we're really, really honing in on professional service providers, but attorneys, as you can tell from the background, is our number one target market that we like to work with. And there's so much, there's, I mean, it, it, it's to the point where it's kind of like a rinse and repeat model. A lot of them have the same pain points. And so based off of my prior experience, it's easy for me to find those pain points that they don't even know and solve those pain points. So, and then last but not least, one of my goals is to, right now we have about a team of nine. So I'm looking to maybe bring on maybe about three more people coming into the new year. Interesting. Interesting. So really awesome stuff. And like I said, we, we want to have you on in the next six to 12 months. Again, that's hopefully the journey we will start to build with you on the Gopher CEO platform here on our channel. And maybe there's some collaborative things we could talk about offline and uh, really have a great, great sense of where prestige accounting solutions is going. So, you know, the way that we end our interviews, uh, Jaden is basically CEO, right? So C is for client experience. E is for employee engagement and O is for operational excellence. So, you know, maybe 30 seconds, 15 seconds. I know we touched on uh, pretty much all of those uh, from your perspective, but what would you say is the value prop that brings it to the table, like puts it right on the table and says, hey, this is what Prestige Accounting Solutions is about when you think about client experience. Um, from the client experience, it's providing a white glove service um, better communication than a lot of other businesses. So communicating via our project management system, um, but also uh, having a monthly free training with our clients. And last but not least, it would be the planning aspect. So not only a profit first plan, not only a tax plan, but a, a, a combined 90 and 180 day plan with our clients and actually guiding them through that process. Like, hey, holding them accountable. Did you, did you start, did you enroll in Gusto yet so you could pay yourself a salary yet? Did you open up that 401k so we can defer some income yet? So that is that, that client experience that people are looking for, a little bit more proactive and, and, and accountability. I love it, I love it. So E is for employee engagement. I mean, I already see the, the leadership qualities that you have been able to share on this interview, but Give us a little taste of like 15, 30 seconds of what it means to really work with you and why people stay you know, engaged with you as far as an employee. So uh, we have a daily huddle. So every morning at 7 a.m. our team actually meets mm -hmm. um, and that keeps them engaged and um, it uh, always gives them the ability to interact with leadership and ask questions that they need um, and for us to get to know them on a personal level. My leadership coach told me that's important. So that's what we're doing now. Um, and then the other thing is I tell people when they work for me, listen, you can have any role in this company that you want. It's all about what you're willing to do. Are you willing to put in the hours to educate yourself and grow your skills and your, and your knowledge capital? And that will determine if 
your if you move up in the company. Sweet. I mean, that's, those are mile markers, right? People can look at it and go, okay, this is my next target, my next target, you know, uh, part of that, uh, that ladder per se, you know, that they can go up. So, and the last one is operational excellence. You know, you talked about really investing in some of the tools that you have, and it sounds pretty awesome. I mean, you, you've not been shy about making the right investment at the right time for your company, and then actually using those tools to be able to further your organization. So, what, what else can you share maybe 15, 30 seconds of operational excellence? Um, having a good combination of a tech stack and human capital mm. and making sure that the people that are working with you are actually trained on all the softwares that you're using, but also accepting advice or critiques on how we can improve as a company. So this company moves on a team effort. It's not what I say goes. It's what we say goes. At the end of the day, I still have the final decision. But as we move as a unit, that ensures that we have operational excellence. Fantastic. So look, uh, Jane, it's been a pleasure really getting a chance to get to know you, the Gopher CEO community. I want them to know also how to get a hold of you since you do business in all 50 states. What are two or three ways uh, or the ways that you want people to communicate with you, uh, you know, just to be able to touch and, you know, reach out to you? It's very easy. All they have to do is text CPA as in Certified Public Accountant to 21,000, 21,000. They'll get my digital business card and all the various ways to get in touch with me will be there. LinkedIn, email, Facebook, Instagram, schedule a call. All of those options will be there. All right. He said it again. Look, text CPA to 21,000. So 21,000. CPA to 21,000. Awesome stuff, man. You are a total professional uh, and a personality in accounting. I do have to take that day, man. It's, it's hard to get some good personalities in accounting. So excited to have you on. Jaden, thank you so much for really becoming connected on Clubhouse, taking it off of Clubhouse and giving me a chance to interview you today. Uh, look forward to seeing you in six to 12 months on this channel again. Uh, any parting words? Um. All I have to say is for all the business owners that are watching, understand planning is important and having that trusted advisor, that trusted advisor team rather, is very important to ensure success in your business. Fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you know, go ahead and smash that like button, become a subscriber of the Gopher CEO channel. These are the types of people that you may not hear about. It's not, you know, big, huge names, but Jaden is a golden nugget. It's that diamond that has come out of Georgia and now has got a nationwide business. And three years in, this guy has all the tools and is going to go leaps and bounds above of where he's at already. And he's already killing it in the game. So excited to have him on. Reach out to him again, CPA at 21,000. Text him and he'll get all his information out to you. So thanks so much, Jane, for coming on the Gopher CEO channel. Thank you for having me.